as we think of Godhead incarnate, the Christ child, the hope of creation. We think of that lowly manger and the place where God chose for him to be born. Not a place for the King of kings and Lord of lords. But why? Why a stable? Why shepherds? Why sheep? Does it make sense that the God of the universe would become flesh, be born in such a place, in such an atmosphere? Sheep and shepherds? Well, when you look into the scriptures, we can find the reason why Jesus was born in a manger. And there are two reasons that come to mind as we see in scripture. The first is, of course, sheep. When we think of sheep, what does the scripture say in Isaiah concerning all of us? We have all been identified like sheep according to God. For all we like sheep have what? Gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. In other words, just like sheep, they like to wander, go their own way. And that's what we've done. But the Lord has laid on him... Jesus Christ on that cross, the iniquity of us all. And so we were lost sheep, but he wanted to find us. And then when we think of we being sinful sheep, we think of what the scriptures said about the Lord Jesus and what John the Baptist said when Jesus appeared on the scene. And John turned after his, his work was done because he knew he was just preparing the way for Jesus, the Messiah, to come. He pointed to Jesus and all the people looked at Jesus. And John said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There it is. Why was Jesus born in a manger? Because he became the Lamb of God. The Lamb that was to be slain for your sins and mine. And the Old Testament, throughout it, as the Jews obeyed the law, what God required of them, he required a spotless, blameless Lamb. A lamb that would be offered once a year for sin. And that lamb would be put on that altar. And God would accept the blood of that lamb that was sacrificed as a covering for the sin of the people. But you see, that was only temporary. But God said, I want to make it permanent. And that was just a foreshadowing of what was to come. That God would send the lamb of God, his only son, to be born in that manger and the Lamb of God would then be sacrificed once and for all for your sins and mine 
No one else ever had to die again for the sins of the world. Why? Because Jesus Christ was sinless, spotless. That's why he was called the Lamb of God. There was no sin in him. And yet he was human and he took our sin upon himself. So he was the Lamb of God, which makes perfect sense as to why he was born in a manger. The second reason that we have, as we see in Scripture, why Jesus would be born in such a place. And why shepherds with their sheep. Because Jesus Christ would call himself the good shepherd. Not only was Jesus the Lamb of God, but he was also considered the good shepherd. A shepherd for the sheep who would follow him. And you and I as believers tonight, we can take comfort tonight in the midst of this chaotic world, this sinful world, wicked world that's getting worse every minute. And we can take comfort and hope in the fact that we have a shepherd who's leading us. We are the shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Savior. The psalmist described the good shepherd as one who goes ahead of his sheep. He leads his sheep. A good shepherd will lead his sheep. We read in Psalm 78, but made his own people to go forth like sheep, And guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he led them on safely. So that they feared not. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. A picture of God as a shepherd. And Jesus Christ as our shepherd. A good shepherd will lead his sheep. Secondly, a good shepherd. Is constantly aware. Of where his sheep are. And his relationship to them. He knows where they are. And you and I, if we are led astray, we belong to him. We're his sheep. We've accepted Christ as Savior. And sometimes we just, we just get pulled away by our sin, by our selfishness. And we, and we kind of drift away from the Lord, but he knows. He knows where we are. And he comes to seek us out. He comes to seek and to bring us back. Jesus said in Luke chapter 15, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which was lost until he find it? That's what a good shepherd would do. He would make sure that the 99 are safely in the fold, but he would go out looking for the one that was lost. And whether that sheep is lost in sin and has never never trusted Christ, he will seek him out. But he also seeks, seeks his own sheep, you and I, who tend to stray. And we get into trouble. But he comes to find us. And Jesus went on and said, And when he has found it, 
He lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls everyone together, the family and friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. There is joy when you and I realize that we have gone astray and we come to a place where we say, Lord Jesus, I have disobeyed. I have gone astray. Forgive me. And we come to the Lord and we know as a shepherd, he has his arms open like the father with the prodigal son and he takes us back in. If you're here tonight, and perhaps as you think of your own life, you realize you've strayed away. You don't go to church much, and you don't think of God much. You don't think of Scripture much and and of Jesus much. And yet there was a time in your life where you accepted him as your Savior. You put your faith and trust in him. Right now you've gone astray. Jesus, the good shepherd, is waiting to call you back and to bring you back to the fold. Would you consider coming back to him tonight? He's waiting for you to do that. Jesus said in John chapter 10, he said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, someone who's not the owner, and not the shepherd, whose own sheep they are not, seeth the wolf come, and he leaves the sheep, and he runs away. And the wolf catches them, and he scatters the sheep. And the hireling runs and flees, because he is just a hireling. He doesn't care for the sheep. But then Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep, and I am known by them. Jesus knows each one of you by name. And he knows you are his sheep. And he knows that one day he will take, come to receive you to himself and take you to the fold in heaven for all of eternity. That's promised to all of us who have trusted Christ as Savior, who have come to that cross the Lord Jesus. Here is the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. So tonight, when you look at the manger, would you remember why God would choose a manger for his son to be born in? Because you're looking at the Lamb of God that came to take away your sins. And then you're looking at The good, the great, and the chief shepherd. The Bible uses all phrases concerning Jesus Christ. The shepherd who came to watch over you and to lead you through this life. To guard you, to protect you, to meet all your needs, and then one day take you home to heaven. That is a promise. But my friends, if you have not done so yet, and accepted the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, and received the Lamb of God as your sacrifice. You need to do it tonight. Would you open your heart to him and trust him by faith? Let's pray together, shall we? With our heads bowed before the Lord. My dear friends, 
If you came here tonight and you can't honestly say you belong to Jesus, you're not one of his sheep, then now is the day of your salvation. Would you come by faith tonight, right now, right where you sit? Would you say yes to Jesus? I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And as I pray this prayer, I want you to pray it quietly in your heart along with me. And by praying this prayer or something like this prayer, you're acknowledging Jesus Christ now as your personal Savior. And you're asking Him to forgive you of your sins. And you're casting yourself upon Him and you're asking Him to clean you up and receive you as His own sheep. Are you ready for that? If so, pray with me now. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I'm sorry for my sin. I believe you died on that cross for me. And you took the punishment for my sin. Come into my heart right now. And wash my sins away. I receive you tonight as my very own Savior. Thank you for dying for me and rising from the dead, Lord Jesus. With heads still bowed and eyes closed, if you gave your heart to Christ, you prayed that prayer, would you let me know by doing one thing? Would you slip your hand up high in the air and then take it down? By lifting your hand, you're saying, Pastor Larry, I did trust Christ. I prayed that prayer and asked Jesus to be my Savior. Pray for me right now as I begin my new life with him. Would you let me know? Just put your hand up right now, high in the air, and say, yes, brother, God bless you. Anyone else? I see one hand. Anyone else? Give your heart to Christ. Slip up your hand and take it down. Anyone else? Right now. One last call. Let me see your hand. Anyone else? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this one. There may be others. But Lord, this precious soul has made certain of their salvation. Give them that assurance that they are saved, they are sanctified and set apart, and they are in the palm of your hand now forevermore, and no one can pluck them out of your hand. Give them that security. Give them joy and peace that they might know their sins have been forgiven because Jesus took their place on that cross. Oh, Father, thank you for this one soul and for any others who have come to trust the Savior this night. And, Father, I pray that we as your sheep would be careful to not stray, to keep an eye out, Lord, for the temptations that are all around us Keep us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. And Father, may we keep our eyes on the Good Shepherd, fixing our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. And we will thank you, Lord, that we have the great hope that he will lead us home one day to be with you forever and ever. We ask all these things and pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.